0: Good morning church family. How we doing out there? Hey, it's good to be here. Brother Dwayne's in the front row this morning. He's letting me uh, cruise and preach again. So I'm very thankful for the opportunity to open God's word this morning. And let me tell you, this week's been a struggle for me. This week's been a struggle just for me and God to uh, find what he wanted to communicate. And a lot of times it was me that he needed to communicate with rather than you. Imagine that. But uh Man, there's a lot of things that go on through this week that were tough. This week we had the inauguration. That was a little tough. Our country's kind of divided, pro and non, and it's just kind of a tough time, is it not? And uh, we also, uh, I've been putting out on Facebook, my buddy Tom from Nicaragua. You all know him, he's our missionary down in Nicaragua. We go down and, uh, man, have a great time with him. He's always my right-hand guy. I think of him as my brother in Christ. And it's been a little difficult to watch some of his posts this week. It's been a little difficult just to let go and let God do the fight. As Tom said, God's got this. And it's been good for me to hear Tom say that this week. And it's been good to be in Psalms 46 this week. And God's really spoken through it. Now, hopefully he blesses you here today as we uh go through this time together uh man a mighty fortress is our god was our song this year uh new orleans is not happening i always love to get with my guys and man we go down there to new orleans and man we have a ball we sing we get charged up we march it was good to have our men's group here meeting tonight or this morning And thank the Hunt Boys for cooking, but we had like 30 guys in there. That was pretty awesome. Jeremy, you did a great job of encouraging us with uh, his word again. And guys, we need to make sure we do that. We need to make sure we pump each other up to stay on there and to uh, stay up with what God's doing with us. And it's easy to get isolated and start thinking in the fear factor. You know what I mean? And stop thinking, hey, God doesn't know what he's doing. God does. God does have a plan. He's sovereign. He does. Let me get to uh, where Psalms 46 comes from. This really helped me this week when I figured out that this took place about 700 B.C. in the life of Judah. And it actually happened in Jerusalem. Hezekiah was the man that was in charge. He was the king of Jerusalem. And he was 25 years old, I think, reigned for 19 years or something, but he did a good job of putting God first in the country. He did a good job of making sure they were worshiping the one true God, okay? He tore down all the high places. He tore down the Asher poles, and Moses even had this snake that was still around in that day that, uh, you know, he held up in the desert, and if you looked on it, you were healed, and the people were worshiping this snake more than they were worshiping God, so... Hezekiah had it smashed. So that was pretty bold. It was a pretty great move, but it was to move their focus onto God. So many times we need to move our focus onto who God is and what he's got going. And he is an awesome God. I used to remember that in my youth group. That was a big thing that when that song first came out, an awesome God. Man, I love singing that. That awesome word is just indescribable. That's who our God is. And so many times... We want to put him in a box, as Brother Dwayne said. You know, we want to put him in our terms. He can't be put in our terms, folks. And that's what Hezekiah was trying to let his people understand. And he was doing a great job. God was prospering him. He was doing anything he touched it was going. All right. About the 14th year of his reign, trouble came. Trouble came in the way of Assyria. They were wanting to come take over Jerusalem. And Hezekiah didn't want it to happen. He knew God didn't want it to happen. They were a heathen nation, okay? But they came and desolated the place, all the other places around them. So the fear was going through the camp, okay? And one of his messengers came down and told the people in Jerusalem, hey, don't let Hezekiah trick you. Don't let Hezekiah say that God can deliver you from this because he can't. That was their talk, okay? He says he can deliver you, but he can't, okay? So that sent a real tremble because all the people for so many years have been saying God's awesome, he can do it, He they were worshiping, and man, they just knew different. But this king of Assyria said, man, I am going to scorch you. I am going to just put you out of your misery. I'll give you 2,000 horses if you'll just... Surrender now. Save me the trouble of having to destroy this place, and we'll just count you as done. So Hezekiah got this letter, and he uh, did what he knew best. Men, this is a challenge to us. We're faced with hard times. He put that letter on the temple floor, he put sackcloth on, and he repented. And he told God, hey, this king's making fun of you. This king's saying that you can't deliver us. Help our people to see differently. He was a good king. And guys, guess what God did? Through the power of Isaiah's prayers and the power of Hezekiah's prayer, he showed up the next morning. Dwayne, have me preach that sermon. Joy comes in the morning. You know? And... 2 Kings 19.35, it said that morning they got up, there was 185,000 Syrians dead outside Jerusalem. Wow! 185,000. You know how many of the, the Israelites killed you know, the other Jerusalem people? Zero. Their God is awesome. He can do what men think is impossible he can do. You know that today. Know that God's got a plan. And that's what the background to this Psalm 46 is all about. So let's turn to Psalm 46 and let me get started here. It went smooth the first service, a little long, but hey, I'm cutting it here, guys. All right. Man, thank you, brother. You do that for Brother Dwayne, do it for me. That's good. Hey, Psalms 45. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Whoa, let's stop right there. What does that say? God's promise. He is a refuge. He is strength. He can handle any situation that comes his way. And, man, that's important for us. To know that He's adequate, God never gives us a problem that's not that He can't handle. We just need to depend on Him to handle it. Okay, God is our refuge and safe place. He's not pointing us to some place to go or some other thing to do. He is your shelter. You hear that today? He is your shelter. He's able and accessible right now and there's no expiration date on that even today in 2021 he is accessible he is your shelter amen psalms 9:9 nine, nine. the lord is a strong for a stronghold for the oppressed a stronghold in times of trouble man how many of y'all have been in trouble this last 2020 how many of y'all have been in trouble this, this last month Like last week's been tough for me, you know what I mean? He puts you in tight spaces. He puts you in those tight places so you find out how big he is. The only way he can grow your faith is by having you walk tough times and having to rely on he is sufficient. He is your shelter. Okay? So, Psalms 91, 5 and 6. Listen to this. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Man. You know, it's easy to trust God when everything's going your way. It's another thing when God has a plan and wants to walk you through that plan. So... Man, we need to realize that and discover he is our refuge and our strength. It's God's fight, not our fight. It's God's fight. Just as what Tom told us in this podcast this week on Facebook, it's God's fighting for him. It teaches us to wait on God. We are right now type people. If I don't get it right now, I get a little upset, but God tells us to wait on him. He's never slow on his promises And he's always on time. But it's not our time that he's on. Okay? Amen? Know that. How do you know this is true? The Bible says so. Let me tell you this. In Psalms 43, 8, it says, Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. How blessed the man who takes refuge in him. Man, that's a big deal. It is true and he's there in our time of trouble and he knows what you're suffering and going through. He knows what you're feeling because he sent his son and he put on human skin. He felt our pain. He did what we do. Okay? He knows what we go through and he can identify with us. This year, my verse has been, Dwayne knows it real well, every card I signed, hopefully you got a card. It says Joshua 1 nine. It says, Uh, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You can't outrun him. He walks with us. Okay, and that's that's a big deal. So God is our promise, and he's there for us is what I want you to see. The rest of that verse in 2 and 3, look. There we will not fear. Though the earth should, should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, through its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake, that is the swelling with pride. Selah. Let me give you a little bit. Fear. It's a real factor. God knows it is. He put 365 times in the word not to fear. He knows we're going to have a problem with that. But he says he is sufficient. He can help us. Let him be your help and not your hindrance. Okay? The other thing is hey, a lot of times we put our strength in things God's created. The mountains. It does me heart good when I get to see the mountains, when I get to climb up in the mountains. Around here, we got the mountain right over here. What's it called? Wamba Mountain, yes. Hey, God's going to take all that and destroy it. We don't need to put our faith in things. We need to put our faith in God, a stronghold, our shelter. So there you go. And that little word, Shelah, let me just take some time on that. Sheila is a Hebrew word. And it's found 74 times in the Bible. 71 times it's used in Psalms. It is a word that they couldn't translate, but it means to uh, pause, to reflect, to praise. It also means, what Dwayne told me this week, what do you think of that? Mm -hmm. All right? It's a musical term, but they usually took a pause. Maybe the instruments took a time out. They quit singing or whatever, and they just thought about what they just got done singing about. So today, as I'm preaching, our first truth is, God's promise to be our shelter. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Does it do your heart good? Are you on board with what God's got for you? Are you knowing He is who He is? Just take some time and praise Him this morning. Let's do it. Let's praise Him. Thank you, God, for being the one who's there, being our shelter. That's what it's all about. That's what he inhabits his people to do. And man, when we do that, our minds off our focus of our fears and goes to where? Our shelter, where he is. He can handle it. Wow, I love that. Okay, here we go. Moving on. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy dwelling place of the Most High. He is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her in the morning dawn. The nations make an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He raises his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Man, what I want you to see here, Is his presence. His promise. His presence. It's real. His presence is with us. Everywhere we go. Let me get you this. The river stream. may glad the city of God. Hezekiah back in his day. Knew that one day. Jerusalem. Would face a foe. Jerusalem would face an enemy. Jerusalem had a bad thing. It didn't have an inside water source. The water was outside the city. So Hezekiah went through 1770-something feet of rock and made this conduit where this water from the Gihon Springs bubbled up out of the ground, and it went right in underneath the wall of the city to the Pool of Siloam. And it was awesome. I've been to Israel. I've got to walk in that tunnel. That's a great tunnel. The water never gets about knee high. But it's cool. But some places you're down real low. Some places you can stand. But he did that so Jerusalem would have a water source. And in your Bible here, water means life. If the enemy could cut you off from your life source... They had you. But hey, Hezekiah was thinking, God was thinking, he makes reference of him being living water, a stream. Do you know in Revelation it refers to the river of life that flows? Man, that is life, guys. That is what it's all about in he is that to all of us. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he gave you the Holy Spirit. And out of you flow the river or the, the fountain of blessing, okay? The fountain of Jesus, the Holy Spirit that gets the work done. The Holy Spirit does it, okay? Out of you flows that. But a lot of times we don't want it. We try to stifle that thing off and hold it down And it's not meant to be so. Let me read this. Jesus offered living water to the woman at the well. In John 7, 38, he said, Believe in me, as scripture said, for the innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Man, that is great. Psalms 1, 1 through 3, he says, His word, guys, His word right here, His word, the Bible Psalms 1 and 3, how blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yield fruit in its season, and its leaves do not wither, and... In whatever he does, he prospers. Man, isn't that great? Another thing, in Psalms 36, 8 and 9, it says, They drink their fill of the abundance of the house, of your house. And you give them to drink of the river of your delight. For you is the fountain of life. In your light we see. God's favor flow their grace, guys. They're rivers of life. Every city had a river. Babylon had Euphrates. Egypt had the Nile. But God's house has his life, okay? Has that springs of abundant life, okay? And that's what Jerusalem was. And that's awesome. And it also says that he is the present with us. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a great story. We tell it to our kids all the time. But you know what? They did one thing the king told them not to do. Or the king wanted them to do is bow down. But they didn't want to because they were taught all their life not to bow down to graven images. And guys, they didn't. And they had to face the consequences of not following the king's order. It was King Nebuchadnezzar. And he had the furnace heated seven times hotter because he was so mad at them. For not bowing down to this statue. And you know, they threw them in. They lost a lot of guards by throwing them in. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a party. In the middle of the heat. In the middle of the fire. And there was somebody that showed up in the midst. Amen. He knows us. He knows where his presence is needed. And he showed up on time. Okay? And he's testimony to that. So, man, nowhere, two or three or more are gathered. He's in their midst. Look what it says in this second part. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. Just as all those dead Assyrians are out there, God will help us. How much did Israel have to do? Jerusalem have to do? Nothing. Nothing. They just needed to count on God to show up in their midst. And they got down on their knees, the king did and Isaiah did, and God showed up and showed off his presence right there. Amen? He could do that today. All right. I'm all about that. One more thing I wanted to see here in this last part of this verse. He says, He raises his voice and all the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The... God of Jacob is our stronghold. Hey, the Lord of hosts. We talked about this earlier. Dwayne did. The Lord of angel armies. All right. He had one angel show up that night. Took care of 185,000. You know, he's got a lot more than just one angel up there waiting to do his bidding. He is the Lord of hosts. And he is with us. Know that he's able to conquer anything that stands in his way. Know that he's going to have this earth melt away one day. And there's going to be a new earth and a new heaven. And he's going to come back. Just be ready. Okay? It says it right there. And it does say the God of Jacob is our stronghold. Why does he mention Jacob? I like the Lord of Angel Army. But why does he mention Jacob? You see, God uses people like you and me. He didn't cast us off because we're broken. He said, hey, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to get the job done through him in us. He takes imperfect people and uses us to further his kingdom. We have got the joy inside of us and we need to spread the gospel that he can do all things. He can use us, even me, if he wants to. And I need to make sure that the people around me know that I'm a child of God. The way they're going to know that is by the way I share my love. The way I show my love on Facebook. I hate to say that, folks. The way I show my love out in public. You know, we do ourselves a lot of harm when we don't show love. The cause of Christ and the banner of Christ go way down. We don't. But they're going to know we are Christians by our love. I mentioned Tom Seipel before, but man, I love him. Every time he signs off, he goes, peace and love. Man, that's what we're all about, isn't it? We want to be about what God was after, what he'd be proud of. And that's what it is. So that's awesome. And then it also says, Selah. Again, let's take time out and thank him for his presence. He's in the midst of us. Today, there's more than two or three gathered, is there not? He's here. Woo, man. Show up and show off. He's in this place. Guys, let's get fired up about having God's presence with us. Wasn't worship great today? Man, this psalm was sang for Martin Luther. Man, this fired him up. Guys, we need to get fired up that our God can do it. Our God is awesome. Take time and reflect and don't get down in your misery. All right. Here we go. Last part. He says, come behold the works of the Lord who is rock desolation in the earth, who makes wars to cease to the end of the earth, who breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving. A lot of translations say be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. There it is again. Guys what I'm seeing here. Come behold. What are we beholding? It means perceive. Spy out. Gaze intently. We become what we behold. You know that? What you behold is who who you're going to be and what you're going to be about. So we need to behold the glories of God. He is powerful. Man, did you see his power represented in here? He makes the wars to cease to end the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two and burns the chariots. He's capable. He's going to stop all the warring. He's going to stop all the backbreaking stuff that goes on. And he's going to reap and exalt himself in all the place, okay? Let me give you Daniel 2. The first service, I didn't go there, but we're going to go there. Daniel 2, 44 through 45, it says, In the days of those kings, this is about the dream that uh, Nebuchadnezzar had. In the days of those kings... The God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will be crushed and put an end to all the kingdoms built, will itself endure forever. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed yarn, the, the bronze, the clay, The silver, the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future. So the dream is true. The interpretation is trustworthy. Man, do you know he's going to reap death, destruction on this whole place? It's going to cease to be. We think we're great as America. We think we're great as a country. We think we're great all these places. He's going to put us all down it's all going to be about him. Amen. And we're going to live with him forever in heaven. And that's what it's all there. This one verse, verse 10. It says in the first person, Lord himself says, stop striving, fighting, trying to make sense of this world. Know that I'm God and he's about doing what he's about. He's gonna be exalted. I got this quote here Love isn't, or God isn't asking you to figure out the situation. He's just telling you to trust him. He's already figured it out. Amen. Trust him. He's already figured it out. But you gotta cease striving and be still. So many times I tell my wife, I gotta fix it. I gotta do something. But what I need to do is get down on my knees and pray. What I need to do is seek my Lord. And you know, a lot of times she's got her wish. You know how much TV I watch, Mike? It's getting to be zero. Because I can't stand anything on TV anymore. I can't find anything I really want to watch. You know what God's calling me to do? Get in his word. Amen. And I need to be more about that anyway. So it's kind of helping me to do those things, to surrender. One more thing, to surrender, Psalms 37, 7. It says, rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in the way. Because the man who carries out wicked schemes cease from anger and it seeks and and for its sake, wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evildoing. For evildoers will be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. Man, what's that saying to us today? It's saying, hey, he's got a mighty plan to work. He's got the power to accomplish it. All we have to do is believe. We have to cease striving He's trying to figure it out on ourself and let him do it I love that thing you used Dwayne that guy's poster in his office it said let God and that D went out the window and it said let go so many times we don't fail we're failing to trust God we, we don't let him because we don't trust him but he's saying hey I'm powerful I can handle it and that's true all right today as we end this thing he says again he's lord of jacob he stresses again he wants to use us are you letting god use you is that relationship with god growing through all this stress turmoil and everything or have you cast him aside maybe you don't have a relationship with him maybe you need to have that relationship today Maybe you want a shelter to run to. He's there waiting with arms open wide if you'll let him. But, guys, it's up to us. He doesn't force us. You have to choose. Choose him. And that's the way Jacob did. And he made him into a mighty nation. It says he made him into Israel. Do you know what Israel is? A blessed prince. And that's who we are through Christ. Okay? Amen. We're his body of believers. Let's stand today. Let's thank him for all that. It does say shield. Let's thank him for being all powerful. Man, God, you deserve it. You're there. You're there for anybody that seeks you. I pray that they would seek you, dear my Father. I pray that they would see you as all-powerful. You and your omni-powerful, dear my Father, you can do all things. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust you with our lives. Help us to be about your business here on earth. Help us to realize that you give us the power and the strength through the Holy Spirit. I just thank you for that, Lord.